Thank you. Would you pray with me? God of grace, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O God, our strength and our redeemer. Amen. I love Easter hymns so much. I can hardly wait for this Sunday to roll around each year just so I can sing these hymns. Christ the Lord is risen today. We sang that one. We sang, love's redeeming work is done. Fought the fight, the battle won. I somehow did not manage to work in one of my favorite Easter hymns this morning. Maybe you know it. It's called, Up From the Grave He Arose. (laughs) Yep, that's the one. (laughs) With a mighty triumph for his foes, he arose a victor from the dark domain. I realize that not everyone loves that hymn, but I love it. And then there's the next one we'll be singing. Thine be the glory. Risen, conquering sun, it says. Endless is the victory thou or death hast won. Do you notice the theme here? Listen to the words that are repeated over and over again. Triumph, victory, glory, the battle won. Easter hymns are all about God's ultimate victory over death through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. God has won. Life has won over death. Love has won over hate. Faith has won over fear. The message is clear and uncomplicated, and it is a welcome message of joy and celebration in a world that can be downright depressing. Easter hymns are filled with triumphant celebration, and I love singing these hymns. I love Easter Sunday worship. There is just one problem. The problem is that the Easter hymns do not match the Easter scriptures at all. Not at all. The Bible is our source for learning about Jesus' life and death and resurrection. But words like triumph and victory are notably absent from the biblical accounts of the first Easter, the gospel accounts of the resurrection. The scriptures for Palm Sunday picture a great celebration, crowds shouting Hosanna, There is nothing like that in the Easter stories. Unlike our traditional Easter hymns, the resurrection narratives in the Bible are complex. Each of the four Gospels offers its own unique perspective on the resurrection. This morning we heard from Luke's Gospel. In all four Gospels, it is the women who come to the tomb on that first Easter morning The women are not going for some Easter celebration. The women are going to anoint the body of their friend who has died 
As Luke tells it, it is early dawn. The women arrive at the tomb and find that the stone that covered the opening to the tomb has been rolled away. With this doorway to the tomb open, they go inside, but there is no body. The body of Jesus is gone. And the Gospel of Luke tells us that they were perplexed. Then suddenly two men in dazzling clothes stood beside them. Here the scripture calls them men in dazzling clothes. But later in Luke's Gospel, when the disciples are walking toward a town called Emmaus, the disciples tell the story again and call the men angels. When these angels appear suddenly next to the women, the women are terrified. They are terrified. Fear is a far cry from the raise your joys and triumphs high of our opening hymn. The angels speak to the terrified women. They ask them, why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here, but has risen. The angels go on to remind the women that Jesus had explained this to him when Jesus was still among them. And yes, the women remember then Jesus did tell them that all of this would happen. Then the women leave the tomb and go to their close-knit community of Jesus followers. The women go to the disciples. The women tell the disciples everything that has happened, but the disciples don't believe them. The Bible says of the disciples that these words seemed to them an idle tale. Luke's version of the Easter story does not give us a single clear affirmation of faith. At this point in the story, none of the people who had followed Jesus believe that the empty tomb is a sign of resurrection. What Luke's version of the Easter story does give us is women who were perplexed and then terrified, women who barely remember what their teacher had told them, Luke gives us disciples who don't believe, though Peter is at least amazed at the empty tomb. But amazement at an empty tomb is a far cry from faith in the resurrection. The contrast between the certain triumph of our Easter hymns and the confusion and complexity of our Easter scriptures is striking. But does it matter? After all, this is Easter Sunday. We are here to worship and celebrate. And I'm guessing I'm not the only one who looks forward to singing these hymns. <laughs> Maybe the message of the hymns is, after all, the message for the day. Maybe it is my job on this day to triumphantly proclaim that Christ is risen indeed. And not only that Christ is risen indeed, but that God has won. Life has won over death. Love has won over hate. Hope has won over fear. What's wrong with having a clear and uncomplicated message of hope and joy and triumph just this once?
on this one day that is, after all, the greatest celebration of the Christian faith. I can tell you what's wrong with that clear and uncomplicated message of victory. What's wrong with it is that it sounds like a lie. The idea that some once and for all victory has been achieved doesn't quite ring true, even for those with the strongest of faith. I fear that to offer an uncomplicated message of victory would ring hollow for too many of you, would send you away empty on this day when we hope for the fullness of joy. I could say to you that in light of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, God has won. But if I say to you that life has won over death, how then do we explain the fact that terrorist acts killed people in Belgium and Turkey and Nigeria and Pakistan and the Ivory Coast in just this month of March? If I say to you that life has won over death, how then do we explain that black men continue to die at the hands of police despite the vibrant movement reminding us that black lives matter? If I say to you that love has won over hate, how then do we explain the new legislation in North Carolina that makes it legal to discriminate against all kinds of people, not only gay and lesbian and transgender people, but even striking down prohibitions against discriminating against veterans. If I say to you that hope has won over fear, how then do we explain the phenomenon of Donald Trump? We know the world we live in. The power of empire can seem to be gaining ground. Vast amounts of wealth are consolidated in the hands of only a few, while vast numbers of people in our world can barely get by. Is this the picture of a world in which God has won? No. Not yet. But the truth of resurrection is yet good news, even for those of us with eyes wide open to a hurting world. The truth of resurrection is yet good news for those of us who have faith enough, even if only just enough, faith enough to lead us here on Sunday morning, here to celebrate the good news of Easter. Our Easter hymns come from a tradition designed for celebration in worship. But scripture reflects a more complicated truth. Scripture tells us that Jesus' most faithful followers struggled with discovery of that empty tomb. Scripture offers a picture of how faithful, faithful people earnestly seek to make sense of improbable events. And in this picture, resurrection is real. Biblical scholars would tell you that resurrection narratives in scripture include 
two basic central themes. The first is the empty tomb. The second is an appearance of Jesus Christ resurrected. The Easter story from Luke's gospel includes the first theme, but it is missing the second one. Did you notice that? There is no appearance of the resurrected Christ. But this does not mean the appearance of the resurrected Christ is missing from Luke entirely. The appearance of the resurrected Christ just comes later. Later in this same chapter of Luke's gospel, later on that same day. Appearances, actually, there are two of them. You see, we come and worship on Easter morning, and we hear the story of the empty tomb. But that is not the whole story, because the story is not finished yet. Our celebrations and even proclamations today do not mark the end of the story, but the beginning. We cannot yet say unequivocally that God has won. But this is only because the story is not yet finished. It is not yet complete. The story of the risen Christ is not closed up in a book any more than the body of Christ is closed up in a tomb. The story continued in the lives of the first disciples, and it continues today. The truth of resurrection is yet good news, because even the power of empire, even the forces of hate and violence and despair, even these forces cannot finally kill hope and love and justice. You see, the life and death and resurrection of Jesus Christ takes place in a world very much like ours, a world where the power of empire seems to be gaining ground, a world that tells the lie that some lives are more valuable than others, a world where wealth and bigotry seem to grow in their power. Jesus died on a cross because in Jesus, God joins with those whose suffering and death are perpetrated by the powers that be. And in such a world, here we are. We love and prove by our love that hate cannot drown out love. We hope and prove by our hope that despair cannot quench hope. Here we are. We do our best to live lives made vibrant by our compassion for others and our work for justice. And the vibrancy of our lives shows that death does not have the final word. Here we are. We live and love and hope because the living God enlivens us. We cannot do it without God. And for some reason, God chooses not to do it without us. Here we are, gathering in community to proclaim the good news of God's love and life. And by gathering in community, we hold one another up. So that on those days 
when one or another of you might fear that death is winning, the gathered community can hold you up until you find your own sense of hope again. So yes, the triumph of traditional Easter hymns is too simple, but we sing those hymns because the joy and hope they proclaim rings true to the depth of our bones. Christ is risen indeed. Death can not defeat life. Fear can not defeat hope. Hate can not defeat love. The story of the living God continues as we are strengthened by the promise of the resurrection, the promise that through God, life and love and hope will triumph. Christ is risen indeed. Alleluia.